So hello everyone, and today we have the wonderful and amazing Chris Magat, who is the president of Caldwell Banker Colorado. And so we've got a true expert on the line with us. And in these trying times, I'm just trying to give some people guidance as to what to expect from the real estate market. And of course we have no crystal ball, but we'll do the best we can, right? Exactly right. Exactly. Okay. Now I do have some questions for you. And I also have um, questions that were emailed to me through my ad. Oh, which good. A lot of people were going to do this. And so I have a lot of my clients and the general community that uh, sent us um, some questions. So oh, maybe we good. should just start there or did you yes, want to tell us? Uh, well, one of the best questions that I thought I got today was just a real simple one. Can I even sell or buy right now? And how do I do it? <laughs> well, that's a great question. And, and I would say that, you know, Colorado is, um, is not like necessarily the rest of the country. So we're talking about Colorado specifically, Boulder County specifically today in our conversation. But yes, the governor in Colorado has come out and said that an actual real estate transaction is a um, is included in the essential services. So what that means in a nutshell is that as long as you're under contract, we can do everything that needs to get done to get the home actually closed. That means a home inspection. It means an appraisal in some cases. It means going to a closing. Um, but one of the uh, silver linings of all that's going on right now is that our state legislature and real estate commission um, has been very, very proactive in getting some things done that should have been done, quite frankly, years ago. Enabling uh, sellers, for example, to be able to close their home without having to um, attend a closing. They don't need to notarize anything. It can all be done electronically. It can all be done remotely. In fact, many lenders are making it possible now to sign notes and deeds of trust, the two documents that needed to be notarized in person um, for years. They've made that change. So there is some good stuff coming from this. We're becoming more efficient. Well, and of course, you know, us being able to show houses online and virtually, which we've done for years. I mean, I've sold yes. many houses through the years, sight unseen. And then yeah, people yeah. go through them as part of the due diligence process for that's the closing. Right. And that's, that's still right. happening today where we're putting things under contract with virtual tours of the seller or, you know, uh, work that we've had done previously on the house, you know, a seller walking through the house with a camera and the buyer goes, I'm going to look at it on Google Earth. I'm going to drive the neighborhood. Right. I might even walk the neighborhood yes. or around the yard with my mask on. And then we put it under contract and during the due diligence period, they're certainly welcome to go in the house. So, you know, there are ways yep, that's right. that we're doing that's this. So I think there are. Some You've outlined that very well. Exactly. Yes. So, um, this probably somewhat answers the second question as well. Have you seen industry changes in response to, you know, the COVID-19 and do you think they will stick? Yes. And I do. I think the whole idea about making closings easier for people mm -hmm. that will stick. I think the idea that you just mentioned, Karen, which is there must be a more efficient way to identify that dream house, the one house you want. And yes, it means maybe a little more work up front, in utilizing technology like Matterport tours and great video, and then identifying the property and saving yourself a lot of time at the end when you actually go and, and then inspect the property. Yeah, no, it, it yeah. really I think does. Stick. I do. 
Yeah, well, the good things we hope will. And of course, you know, getting you two together and hugging your clients after the closing, we hope exactly. we can do that someday again. Exactly. <laughs> uh, okay, now this is a really important one. You know, we've had some people that fortunately we had about 20 or 25 things under contract when the stay-at-home order went into place. We managed all of those did close. The, the buyers felt comp comfortable and confident. And um you know, so far, knock on wood, they have closed. But as we put, yeah. people want to buy right now. Interest rates are so low, between two and a half and three and a half percent. Oh, they are. It's incredible. Yeah. But they're worried that about job security. If they get laid off in the next few weeks and they've put something under contract, what happens? So it's just important to acknowledge that there are about 22 million people in America that don't have a job right now. And that's a very small number compared to the large universe of people that are employed. But it's it, it begs your question, which is, what do I do? How do I do? So a couple of things I would think about. First of all, about half of the homes that we sell in Colorado require a mortgage. About half of them do not. So many buyers have always bought and will buy in the future without the need of a mortgage. And also remember that, that housing that you say so well, it's really part of the lifestyle. It's part of where people live, not just an investment. So one thing I would make very clear is that all of our secondary um, mortgage markets, Freddie Mac, Fannie Mae, Jenny Mae, all of those just enacted a new rule about a week and a half ago saying that they actually, the lender is required to call and verify employment one business day prior to closing. So it is really important that if someone goes under contract now, by using the great techniques and ideas you offered, and then they go towards closing, they're gonna, if they need the job to qualify for the loan, they wanna make sure they're feeling pretty confident before they actually close. Yeah, absolutely, and I don't wanna do anything would be well, that's what fraud we're fraudulent to a lender in any way, of course. Okay, another really good you. question. If I sell my home now, will I get less money than if I waited for the economy to recover a bit? You know, our price is going to go down for our sellers right now. What's your prediction there? Boy, everyone is wondering. Like that's the that's the million dollar question, right? And um, here's what I would just offer, because we sell about ten thousand homes a year. Um, you, a large percentage of those. Thank you, Karen. We appreciate that. Keep in mind. <laughs> the prices or homes rather in the let's just say seven eight hundred thousand dollar price point and down we're seeing even during these trying times even with um having to modify how we sell homes we're seeing multiple offers on some homes if that is putting upward pressure on the sales price now with that said um there are also homes that the seller is not comfortable having people come through even after under contract. We're having situations where sellers are just nervous about, about even being in the market at all. And those homes are coming off the market. So I think here's what I'm telling people, what I'm seeing. Homes in Colorado, even during the deepest, darkest days, 2009, 2010, although we had fewer units selling, the prices actually held up pretty strong. This whole situation that we're in, this tragic situation that we're in right now, was started and has nothing to do with the real estate market. It has to do with a health issue. So we haven't economy. really seen yeah, just right. the overall economy, economy strong as could be coming into this. So our expectation is even now we've got fewer homes on the market because people have taken some homes off the market. 
which means the demand has gone down a uh, number of people, but the overall demand as a percentage of properties, as a percentage of buyers has held pretty constant. So I would say if you're thinking I'm going to wait for a lower price, probably not a good strategy. Now you may want to wait for other reasons, but I wouldn't be waiting for a lower price right now. Or for a higher price if you're a seller. That's right. That's you right. Know, You've got to be competitive. Yeah. yeah. Well, you need to be competitive. You know, well, it's interesting. Um, what I noticed is trying to catch the top, trying to catch the bottom. You know, I'm a residential realtor. Do you need to move? Right. That's right. You know, that's pretty much what it amounts to. Yeah. Don't chase the trough. Don't chase the peak. It's It uh, rarely ever ends well. You need to live somewhere. You need a home right. for your family. And a lot of what we're doing right now, and I'm sure, I hope you're seeing this from your other agents, is that we're lining them up. <laughs> we're getting ready to come on the market, even if they don't want to come on the market right, right now or be on the market yeah. now. Line up, get in the queue, because it's going yes. to happen really quickly. When this, when we can show homes again, there is so much demand. People have oh, been it's home going going. so fast. Oh, and people have been home going, we need a bigger house. We need a bigger <laughs> house, honey. Honey, we need a bigger house. Yes. And, you know, you bring up a great point. People are valuing their home more oh, than they did before because now they're spending more time in their home. And I would argue one of the one of the questions you asked earlier is, are we going to see lasting changes? And I think, yes, one of the lasting changes we're going to see is we're going to have a lot more people who used to work out of an office, choose to work out of their home. Uh, yeah. Thus, the home becomes more important to them. Mm -hmm. I agree with you. And, you know, you see the value of some homeschooling and you see the value yes. of having a big yard for your children to play yep, your in. animals, yeah. And yeah. a little space from your husband. <laughs> <laughs> I've been hearing about that too, Karen. Exactly. I'm hearing oh, that at home right now. <laughs> Marcy is like, forget it, right? Yeah, Marcy's like, Are, aren't you going to go out for a cup of coffee or something? And well, you're like, I can't go out for coffee, honey. Forget <laughs> it. The dog, you know, is totally tired from the walks. <laughs> um, if I buy, if, if someone's wanting to buy, should they wait for foreclosures to pop up? Yeah, I just think that's a naive strategy. I mean, I, I understand how you can think if we have a lot of unemployment, then therefore that's going to happen. But but the reality is that this is going to recover, I think, as quickly as it happened. And as that recovery happens, it won't be time. Because remember, the one thing that's required for a foreclosure is time. There's a, there's a lot of time that has to go through of a very depressed market, very depressed economy to even get any foreclosures, especially in Colorado. We have to be a year, year and a half from now. So, no, I don't think that's a good strategy. Well, and also now banks are being very flexible. Very flexible. On pay yes. payments. Thank goodness they've been very good. They've been good. Um, so are, do you see any other additional risk to buying a home now due to the current economy? No, I don't. Like, and you said it earlier, you said it's a home. It's where you live. It is, it's, and because of that, people need a place to live right now. So now I, I don't see anything, again, this wasn't driven by the economy. It wasn't driven by an overinflated housing market. This is a health issue. When that gets resolved, we will get back to a more normal environment than we're in right now. Yes, I agree. The only thing that I always am a little bit, and I would caution people with this is many times people could say, hey, the economy is good. I'm going to buy another home and then I'll sell mine. Yes. Might be the time to say, hey, let's uh, get ours on the market. Yeah. 
Get your home on the market now. Yes, get it sold. Finding something else. I don't sleep at night with those customers because I'm so worried about them. Well, that's exactly right. to keep it. Yeah, point well made. I would I completely agree with that assessment. Where do you see the Boulder area market? You know, I know we've got a such a strong market here for years. Where do you see that going in the next few months? Well, so Boulder is um, unlike much of the rest of the state and the world, as we all know. And Boulder has had this ability to be able to withstand some of the most challenging times. Um, So with that said, again, I think if this was a long, protracted situation, then there might be more impact, more impact on pricing, more impact on availability, more impact on decisions. But because we're no one by all, and I'm like all of us, we're all reading like everything we can get our hands on. I don't see anything that says this is a long protracted event. So no, I I just, I think we're going to see Boulder as well as many desirable markets, Austin, Texas, some really desirable markets around the country that um, have the ability to what I call float. They're able to float uh, more time than most markets. The residents of Boulder, um, by and large, are not as knee-jerk reaction about, oh no, oh no, this is bad. We better sell everything we own. Oh no, 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 this is an opportunity. We better buy everything. No, they're very thoughtful, more methodical. I, I think that's so true. And we have such a high tech market where people were yes. so much working at home anyway. Exactly. I'm doing a new series now called Homegrown Businesses. Oh. Homegrown by Bernardi, you know, because yeah. now it's a good time for people to say, wait a minute, maybe I want to start a business at home. It's a great so time. I'm, yes. Watch for that, everybody. It'll be really Oh, that's good. great. I look forward to seeing that. That'll be that. good. Yeah. Now, home inspections are taking place as normal. Of course, I just wanted the, re- you know, the listeners yeah, to great. know. Yeah, great. Great reassurance. Yes. Anything involving yeah. getting the property closed, home inspections, appraisals, um, any of that, the closing itself, all of that is happening. I don't want to say normally, but here's what we're learning. We're learning that in many cases, some banks are allowing to do drive-by appraisals. They're using more research and the data, not having to go in the homes. Same thing with home inspectors. We're seeing in some cases, we have homeowners participating with an, with an inspector virtually. We're seeing all kinds of creativity. But yes, yeah. still happening. Things that probably should have happened a long time ago. Yes. <laughs> you know, to have exactly. our earth be a little bit cleaner. I mean, yeah. it's amazing how many times I don't have to get in my car now that I did. It is amazing, isn't it? Yeah, Absolutely amazing. My hands have gone away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, all kinds of good benefits. This is one of the silver linings, right, Karen? Uh, there are many, many you yeah, know, there are, there are so yeah. many. And at the same time, there's so much sadness and you know, worry and concern for, you know, uh, the world. And I know we'll get through this, but we have so many brilliant scientists and the whole world working together. Which is fabulous. It's amazing. It is wonderful. So on another, um, you know, I, of course, work a lot with, and my clients have called me a lot. They have investment properties. Have you seen this affect investment properties at all? And are people still looking for homes to rent? Tell me. What yeah, you- I just was actually on the phone this earlier today with one of the um, largest property management companies in Colorado. And in talking to, to Greg Batchelor, he was commenting that, that even during this time, we're seeing the demand for real for for rental properties at an all-time high because people some people who are in transition are choosing just to grab something to take a breather and decide what they're going to do and that's put actually even more pressure on the very limited number of investment properties we have in Colorado so um, as usual like in Colorado we're seeing that the investors that own investment property 
are faring fine. And those that are looking to get into that market, you know, again, if you're looking to buy an investment property before COVID, you probably should still, still be looking. And if you weren't, you shouldn't use COVID for a reason to buy an investment property. It's, it's look at your strategy. What is your investment strategy and stick with it? Well, I so agree with that. And I tell my clients, real estate, and especially, you know, investing in real estate, it's a long-term play. I remember, yes. you know, going through, and I know you remember this, us going through the financial uh, crisis when the SNLs went. Oh, you know, yes. That RTC. Was oh, that was really bad financially, not, you know, health-wise and danger-wise. Yes. Yes. Certainly endangered a few people because I think we had some strokes and heart attacks during that. Oh, we sure did. We absolutely did. And then there was 9-11. Yep. You know, that yep. was very frightening, not to, you know, um, very different than this, but really scary. And we came back from that. That was quite yep. a shock for quite it was. And it had a similar scare factor, I think, Karen. You mentioned 9-11 and this COVID, they really share this idea of not feeling in control and not feeling like you have a under full understanding of what's going on. You know, the other financial downturns were a little bit easier to stomach, understand. These are scary. They just are. Yeah, because there's so, like you said, so many things out of our control yeah. in our lives. Yeah. And, um, but I know that even after 9 11 and then the next financial, purely financial crisis in 2008 was, oh my gosh, you know, that was really frightening for a lot of people. Yes. People lost their homes, lost their equity. But people that invested then or stuck through it then, oh my gosh, they made a lot of money. They made a you lot know, of right? money. Well, they've doubled. Prices have yes. doubled. In yes, that's right. Doubled that's right. So, yeah. you know, they were courageous in a time when a lot of people were not courageous. That's right. right. And that's that's the payback. One of a couple of our other questions. I thought this was a great one from one of um, my past clients. Uh, she said, "This was interesting." She said, "I have a mid-range home in Boulder. It's worth about a million to a million one." <laughs> So wow. She's a home in Boulder. Yes, That's correct. Yes. <laughs> she said, what are your projections over the next one, two or three years for something like that? And uh, then past that, she said, if we wanted to sell our home now, she has heard from various people that they're no longer giving jumbo loans. Okay. That's... Uh, and as you well know, that's not the case. Jumbo loans are being written every single day. In fact, I said I've just closed like four. <laughs> exactly. And in Boulder specifically, I mean, quite frankly, the jumbo loans are almost the only loans that, that people need to get because of the price point. You mentioned the, the very modest home price at $1.2 million. Um, yeah, the jumbo market is very uh, is very healthy very strong and i would say this it's very competitive meaning if you're a borrower this is a great time to be obtaining a jumbo loan because if you can lock in this rate you mentioned two and a half to three and a half percent if you can lock this rate in now for even a seven or ten year arm or a 15 year fixed you will be a very happy person as the days move forward today that was two and a half oh. for a 15 year i was like well a jumbo Actually, yeah. the jumbo rates can actually be better. So, yeah, I'm right. I'm doing it too. But I wanted to hear from the experts. Somebody, well, <laughs> we can get jumbo loans. It's we not can. a problem. Yes, yes, we can. Um, the other thing that I really would love to hear from you, and she had this question as well, is of course they're home doing home improvements for when they want to sell. You know, they've been calling me, Karen. What should we do? 
and you know during this time that they're hemmed in, clean out every closet, yes. clean out every yes. show. Any other improvements that you think really, as you see from agents that really are going, they're going to get bang for their buck later on? So a couple of things come to mind. First of all, like you, I've been on conference calls every day, all day long for now almost three weeks, almost four weeks. And here's what I've learned. I've learned that almost everybody I'm on a call with has kids in the background, has family members in the background. And almost well, probably half the cases, there's a contractor walking by with a mask on. There's a plumber walking by, the painter walking by. People have used this time so smartly because remember, any kind of professional services like plumbers and and construction people, they've all been under uh, a um, the right to work uh, in Colorado. So they're working. So this is a great time great time to get any kind of home improvement work done, any kind of remodeling work done, any kind of cleanup work, staging work. And when it comes to what kind of things to get done, it's funny, whether it was five years ago today, or I will venture to guess five years from today, things like bathrooms, things like uh, kitchens, things like front doors, like all of these things are just tried and true, keep them updated or get them updated. And it will always pay dividends. Not only will you be able to get more when you sell your home, but you'll enjoy it while you're getting it sold. So many people, it amazes me, they don't do that improvement until they're ready to sell the home. And they spend the money to do the improvement. And I want to say, you should have done that a year ago because then you could have well, enjoyed it for a year. And, you exactly. know, kitchen, you're gonna yeah. five years from the kitchen, you're exactly. going to be fine. That's the right. other thing that I tell people to is just do general home maintenance. Yes. I go to so many homes and they're trying to catch up right yeah. before they sell. You know, paint your home yes. every, you know, when it needs it, you know, Let make your sure your windows home. are oiled and in good yes. shape. If they're yeah. fogging up, replace them. You'll enjoy it more. And you don't have to play catch up That's right. with a huge expense when you go to sell it. So Carol, do you find people good. with roofs? I find this, uh, I hear about this and you're closer to the, the world than I am, but I find the people that were, were offered a new roof from their insurance company because of the hailstorms we had last year, they still haven't done it yet. They're waiting. Then they get it on the market and then they got to deal with it while it's on the market. Get oh, yeah, the yeah. roof done now. Get all get that, it, like you said, get it all done now. Yeah, I know you're very smart to do that. One other question that I'd like to ask, and then I'll let you get back to your zillionth Zoom call for the day. This is my pleasure. Yeah, thank you. What have you um, seen just in terms of number of listings and number of sold properties? How are the numbers right now? So up until the end of March, which is two weeks ago, two and a half weeks ago. We were, in, in our industry, we have a couple of terms that we use. One is opens, uh, an open contract, like an under contract. We were actually outperforming 2019 up through the end of March in people writing offers and ex and having offers accepted. Um, and we were getting, and we were closing at a higher rate than we were a year ago. Now, for the past two and a half weeks, because of the order, uh, and because everyone's been very respectful of the order, we've seen a definite downturn in the number of under contracts or opens. That's normal, it's to be expected. Closings are still holding fairly strong, which is good to see. But we do see down dramatically. 
our showings. And that's, again, to be expected. We're not out showing property like we used to. So it should be. We done. don't want to break the law. We don't want to break the law. Exactly <laughs> right. right. We don't want to make people sick. That. We want to be safe. But here's something kind of fun. I just pulled this this morning from RE Colorado. And the, in the 11 county area surrounding the Denver metropolitan area, the median price of a home closed last week is 10% higher, 9.8% higher than it was a year ago. So what it tells us is two things. It tells us that that higher end homes are selling and you're proof of that. Um, but also it's not just the lower end homes and it's we're not seeing that degradation of price. So that, that supports a lot of what you're talking about today. I think it does. Well, in other words, if you need to buy or sell a home, it's still okay. Then it's we still okay. And, and you can navigate the waters with them. Exactly right. It can be and done. It do. can be it done can safely. Be done. Yeah. It can be done safely. And and it will overall be a great long-term investment because Colorado real estate. And when we talk about the Boulder market, of course, I work Broomfield, Westminster, Arvada. You yeah. know, all of those are spillover markets from Boulder. And they really uh, are, you know, the appreciation goes so much in those markets it you know people does. call me and they say they want to move to boulder and they always say well we're not commuting more than an hour <laughs> and i say well let's not go to vale then <laughs> <Yeah>, exactly <laughs> be okay if we don't go to vale. right, do you want to ski every day or just on the weekends <laughs> that's right. Although I, traffic on i-70 I right now is certainly lower but we don't yeah. it doesn't stay that way yeah. well anyway thank you so much and thank you for the privilege of working for cobalt oh. banker it's it's right. been my honor Karen, let me just say it is such an honor to work with you, as I think many of your listeners probably recognize. We have nearly 95,000 agents across America, nearly 1,500 agents in Colorado. And it's no surprise that you are ranked in the top 10 of 90 over 90,000 agents this past year. The way you do your business is remarkable. Not only do you do a lot of business, which helps you. I think more than most, understand the trends and what's happening in the market and how to get things done. But more impressive than the number of homes that you sell for buyers and sellers is the way you do your business and the love, the compassion, the care that you put forth is remarkable and it's what sets you apart from the competition. So we're honored to have you with us. Thank you for all you do oh, to well, make thank Colorado you. wonderful. We have a wonderful community here and boy, do I respect the firefighters, the teachers, the, oh, yeah. the nurses, I just, they're brave. They are they're, very courageous. Yes, they they're are. They're very brave. Yeah. Yeah. Blessings to you. Great to see Thank you. you. Thank Bye -bye. you. Mm -hmm.